Welcome to Seeking the Truth, where we explore how successful companies and business leaders use data to make confident decisions. Hosted by Darshna Shetty, VP of Product at Truve, a one-stop solution for income and employment verification. Welcome to another episode of Seeking the Truth podcast. I'm your host, Richard Greaser, VP of Marketing at Truve, and today we have a very special guest, Bruce Brown, SVP at Prime Lending. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bruce, when you when you and I just hopped on on the pre-show, we were just talking about, and I want to continue that conversation now, we were just talking about what's been happening in the last week, day. You know, I mean, it's I mean, we're getting some serious news uh, from the Fed that the Fed's putting out. And um, the 30, 30 year fixed mortgage has responded as a result. And now I know the the the, uh, the 30 year fixed mortgage and mortgage rates usually respond with the 10 year treasury. I know that. But this definitely has influenced uh, where mortgage rates have gone, right? I mean, we've, we've come down by oh. what, three, three quarters of a, about three quarters? Is that about right? Actually, even more than that, um, you know, there were when when you go back and and and, and you look at the the current peak in this cycle, um, which would be back in about October, um, there were many borrowers getting thirty uh, year fixed rate mortgages in the eights, even up into the mid eights. And depending on if you've had had poor credit scores, things like that, you know, you were approaching nine percent. And so we have in the last just seven to eight weeks, we have had just an unprecedented move. Um, you know, the 10 years way down, uh, mortgage-backed securities have uh, really rallied on this. And we've seen rates come back down to where uh, in Freddie's survey this week, we were just under 7% again uh, for, for their average. So things have come a long way really, really quickly. And that's a blessing and a curse. And I say that because I personally feel that we've turned the corner. Um, that doesn't mean that we're going to have a, a you know easy path down to lower rates anytime quickly. Um, we're still going to see some roller coaster. We're still going to see some volatility. But I do think we're going to look back uh, at this cycle in the market and say um, November is when the tide finally turned. And, you know, the market has been forward looking, which it always is, uh, saying, you know, the Fed's done. The Fed's going to start cutting. The Fed has not been saying that until this past week. And they've acknowledged that they are likely to begin cutting next year. So, um, yeah, we got, we're moving in the right direction, that's for sure. But we have a long way to go. And I think it'll still be a little bit bumpy as we continue to move towards lower rates. I just did two webinars. Uh, I did one yesterday and one the day before. I did one with an IMB audience, one with a credit union bank audience. And I asked about how optimistic people were for 2024 and 2025. And it's interesting, when MBA came out with their forecast at MBA Annual, you know, they predicted that rates would get down to 6.1% at the end of 2024. And um, the, the most of the, the loan officers and the, uh, you know, the, the, those leading the teams and the, uh, all the leaders, I would say, at most, most of the lenders that I saw on social media reacted very negatively to that forecast. They were like, hey, do not be giving that kind of false hope to us folks who are trying to survive in this market. That is not a good uh, sign, right? N- not a good thing to do. But I've noticed that um, I'm seeing different sentiment right now, especially with this recent uh, announcement. I mean, people, I showed the forecast during those webinars and uh, people were very optimistic and believing that they thought that, that would be correct because the Fed did say there would be three rate cuts uh, basically next next year coming. Well, and the market's, the market's expecting more, um, probably about double that at this point in time. But you, know, you just go back, go back to this time last year and, uh, you know, inflation was 
was up, had not shown any signs of coming down yet. So uh, there were a lot of, of headwinds that we're not dealing with today. We were a year ago, but I'll just remind everybody that last year, Fannie, Freddie, the NBA, um, NAR, nobody got the predictions right for rates last year. Um, it's just like you're throwing at a dartboard and you're just trying to get lucky. So, um, you know, I, Forecasting is always a hard thing to do because there are just so many uncertainties out there and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you look at what's going on in the Middle East. You've got the whole thing going on over in Ukraine. These are these are these are things that impact the global economy and impact us here in the United States because of it. So uh, we're dealing with a whole different set of circumstances. But I do think this year it is far, far more likely that we're going to see rates continue to fall um, than stay where they are now or, or go back up. Doesn't mean we won't have moments in time where rates are up more than where they are right now. But I do think that uh, we're definitely on the right trend. Well, we're going to do things a little, we've done things already a little out of order. Typically, I like to start off and say, Bruce, don't want you to tell everybody about yourself and uh, your role at Prime Lending right now. So why don't we do things a little out of order and we'll do the introductions afterwards. Yeah. Take, the, take a second right now. Let people know who they're who they're listening to. Okay, so uh, I'm Bruce Brown. Um, I'm the Midwest Regional Manager for Prime Lending. I have a 10-state uh, region that I manage. Uh, I've been with Prime Lending since 2011. Um, so been here quite a long time and uh, started as a loan officer and moved up through the ranks. Um, but prior to the regional role that I carry today, I um, led sales performance and development for the company. And that's how you and I met through vendor relationships and a lot of the various things that I managed uh, that way. So I've got, um, uh, I've got a, I'm not a tech nerd type of a guy, but I'm somebody that definitely embraces technology and embraces change because it's just so abundantly clear technology is driving uh, our industry. And it, if, if you don't embrace technology, don't embrace change, you're, you, you might as well just hang it up because you're not going to make it in the competitive environment that we live in today. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. And especially since, you know, ever since 2008, 2009, and with regulation getting uh, more and more difficult for lending, um, you definitely need technology to be able to be compliant, right? And just to do business. Um, Absolutely. So let me ask you a quick question. You told me about a book before, and I want to mix up fun with business. Um, you have a book that's sitting on a desk right behind you, I believe, that's got quotes from somebody in your company that's pretty important. And I'd like you to share your favorite with us uh, right now. Actually, you should share the title of the book and what it means. That was really fun on the, when we were doing the pre-show call. Well, first thing I'm going to say is the title will make sense to nobody unless you... Uh, if you're a regional manager at Prime Lending, you're going to get this get this title. But um, my divisional manager, the, who I uh, report to, he is somebody who frequently um, we got a big text string that all the regionals are on, and he's always sending us motivational or inspirational quotes, things like that. And so um, last year, I decided I'm going to start collecting all of these, and I'm going to turn it into a book. So over the course of the last year, we've been collecting all of uh, Al's wisdom and uh, put it all into a book. And then I gave this uh, to my managers and to uh, all of the regional managers, uh, along with some other corporate execs at uh, our Christmas party this year. So, um, you know, it's 
as far as picking one uh, quote from Al, I think that's hard to do. Um, but as we were talking, I absolutely have a couple, and I'm going to pull them up right now, um, of my favorite quotes and, and, and something that uh, I, I feel very strongly about. And the first one is, it's not because you don't have the time, it's because you're not making it a priority. And mm-hmm. I see that not just in our industry, but uh, across everything with people. Um, you choose and pick and choose what you do with your time. And, you know, it's funny, I might hear a loan officer complaining about how they're so busy and they don't have much time, but their numbers certainly don't show that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you realize that, well, maybe they're, you know, playing golf this afternoon, or maybe they're out doing something else. And they're not just focused on what the priority needs to be, which is out uh, generating new business. So that's absolutely, uh, that's one of my my favorites. But the other is, People do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits uh, decide their futures. Oh, I love that. Now, the yeah. first one with like, you know, you, you know, the prioritizing uh, with time and I'm so busy. You hear that all the time. I, I find when I'm prospecting uh, with clients and I'm working with the sales team to prospect, prospect, you know, it's a different it's a different way than I think loan officers with consumer sales. But at the same time, you got to make time for it. Right. Yeah. And if you don't make you time do. for it, it'll never get done. Well, that leads to one more I'm going to share with you, um, because when people complain about having time, a lot of it is because of procrastination, right? Kicking the can down the road, just putting off, oh, not important. I'll do this tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes next week. Next week becomes next month. And then a year later, you're saying, oh, man, I've been talking about all these things I'm going to do, but I've not done any of them. So your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your procrastination, your ego, the unhealthy food you're consuming, the knowledge you neglect the negative behavior, your nurturing, and your lack of creativity compete against that. Wow. Wow. That is a, it is a, <laughs> wow. It's like sitting down with a psychiatrist right there. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, for my own life, I love it. I think most people can, uh, maybe not everything, but we'll definitely feel a little bit of honesty right there hearing that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's jump a little bit into some of the topics that we talked about and kind of the, the overall theme for this podcast episode. You're a coach, you're a leader of uh, many of, of many loan officers and sales professionals. So like, let's talk about it right now. How are you teaching teams to, to win in this market against competitors, how to keep their spirits up, all of that, you know? Yeah. So it's um, if there's one thing the last year and a half, two years has taught us It's the importance of foundational sales practices, gratitude, prospecting, um, doing things to generate business. And, you know, uh, I always say there's a big difference between a loan officer and a loan originator, right? I mean, uh, a loan officer could be some guy sitting at the other end of a phone in a call center and just has to know how to do a a mortgage, how to take a 1003, um, how how to get a deal done. A loan originator has to be able to do all that loan officer work as well, but then they're out there generating their own business. They're making it rain. They're bringing it in. They're very entrepreneurial. It's and it's as if they're running their own business inside of our business. We just provide the structure, the support, the technology, the tools, and all of those sorts of things. So um, I, I think it's 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 really really important. And again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago with um, the importance of embracing change and embracing technology, because that is what's going to help you get to the next level. So we talk a lot about explaining what's in it for them. 
we have a lot of tools and technology that quite honestly, our people take for granted that is not available at other mortgage lenders. And it's great that we have it. It's great that we uh, they, they take it for granted. But at the same time, you've got to be able to articulate what that means to your realtor partner, to your referral partner, to your customer. What is in it for them to do business with me? You've got to know your unique selling proposition or unique value proposition. You have to be able to articulate that very, very quickly off the top of your head. So we work with our people uh, with, with those sorts of things as well. But it's the foundational things, gratitude, handwritten thank you cards. Don't just wait for your loan to fund to send a thank you card. If I'm a loan officer today, I'm sending a thank you card, a handwritten thank you card to every single prospect I come in contact with. I don't care if they got a 480 credit score. I'm going to send that person a thank you card that just says, hey, thank you for the opportunity to do business. And something that simple is going to set you apart from your peers, from your competition, because that person with the 480 credit score may have a brother or a sister or a coworker or a mom or a dad that's got an 800 credit score that's ready to go. And if you treat them with kindness and respect and give them your time, energy, and effort, they are likely to refer you. They are likely to come back to you. So I think showing gratitude, those really foundational basic things are are just so, so important and so easy for so many people to overlook. Technology in our business is great. It's it's wonderful. However, there is a very fine line between allowing technology to do your job for you and then keeping the personal touch in it. So you're utilizing technology as a tool instead of allowing it to replace you. So that's what I preach to our our loan officers in our company. Don't, um, Don't ever get away from that personal connection with your client, with your referral partners. Technology can keep you in touch with them. It can do a lot of cool things, but it's not you. Oh, totally. I love that. The relationship that you're really using tech to support the relationship and support the loan officer and giving that great advice. You know, I I heard, I saw a post on social media on LinkedIn from uh, James Duncan at Thrive Mortgage. He's their director of marketing. He's very active on social media. And he posted a picture of an SDR at a tech company who had reached out to him three times with handwritten notes. And the first one was like a straight essay, handwritten essay. Like, you can't make this up. Like, this guy wrote exactly what he was trying to achieve, why he wanted to talk to him. Got no response. Second one was a little more, a little shorter, but like, you know, like a, a, like a, like a nice short thank you note saying, you know, please, I really appreciate it. I thank you for your time. And the third one was like a napkin. And it was a straight up napkin that he just said, please, with big heart. And, uh, and, and, and James kept all three of those took a picture of him and put him up on social media. And he's like, look, I took the meeting. So you can tell, like, like this stuff really resonates with people. It resonates with all of us. My wife comes to me with handwritten notes from uh, realtors we've worked with before. And she's like, look at what this person just did for us. I'm definitely going to call him and talk to him. And I'm like, yeah, the marketer in me immediately tries to analyze it and say, okay, was this actually handwritten or did they use some kind of like, you know, third party or something like that. But but yeah, anyways, I'm just giving some examples of like, it, it. we are humans and it definitely resonates with us when someone hustles and works hard and puts love into like their outreach. It's it's so easy to stand out. Um, I, I hear people all the time say, well, I, you know, I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to say it. Or again, you take things for granted. It's kind of like wherever you live, you probably think your city's boring. It doesn't have anything to do. 
Whereas anybody that travels to your city says, wow, this is the coolest place ever, right? We just get yep. used to where we are and our surroundings and how we do things. And, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to just keep, keep growing, expanding, utilizing tools, utilizing technology, but really, really honing down on that personal relationship is just absolutely critical. The, 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 the worst thing in the world is for a customer to call me for me to just answer my customers' questions and then hang up and cross my fingers that they're going to call me back. You know, I say to my people all the time, do you want to be the loan officer that all the other loan officers are being compared to, or do you want to be a loan officer who's being compared to somebody that did a better job than you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important to give it your all. Um, Listen, listen intently. Um, If you ask the right questions, your customers will tell you everything you need to know to sell them the way that they want to be sold. And uh, another big thing I talk about a lot is the platinum versus the golden rule. The golden rule is great, right? Do other as to other do to others as you would want them to do unto you. But in reality, in sales, that's horrible advice because you're not selling yourself. You're selling your customer. You need to treat your customer the way they want to be treated, not the way you think they want to be treated. Oh. And the only way the only way you find that out is to ask questions, right? Ask pointed questions, listen to what your customer is telling you, and then utilize those things to give them exactly what it is they've asked for. That will make you stand out above and beyond anybody else that they come into contact with. I love that. In sales, the golden rule doesn't apply because it's not about you. It's about the customer. Yep. I love it. We are a very customer-focused brand. Um, let me ask you Let me ask you a question. Um, if you look at your... Uh, your operations, how, I mean, I think the last year has been an exercise for most of survival in terms of like looking at, for most lenders in terms of like looking at how they operate, making sure they're as lean as possible to get through these, these, these tough times. Do you feel like you've done that already as much as possible? And now you're kind of, you now see that things are about to change and you have made it kind of to that point of like survival. Is that kind of how everybody feels right now? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I will definitely speak for myself. And and I know what we have done uh, at Prime Lending. And the answer to your question is, yeah, I think that we have done, we've done all the heavy lifting. We've done all the hard work. We have uh, made a lot of changes, a lot of adjustments. Um, and we are putting ourselves into position to where I would fully expect that we'll be profitable next year. Oh, I love that. I love that, especially when you start seeing like what MBA was putting out after Q3 saying that most lenders were underwater by like $1,015, you know, something like that on, on average. I, don't, I have no idea where you guys were in, in relation to that, but it's been a tough, it's been a tough uh, market. There's no getting around it for a really yeah. long time. The, the, I, I would say that the biggest issue in our industry um, is the cost to produce a loan. And what you have to do to reduce that. I think the last number I saw nationally was up to like $13,500 per loan. I mean, that's that's crazy when you think about it. I remember just a few short years ago when we were complaining about it being eight or $9,000. And now, I mean, people would do backflips to get back to that, you know, that type of number. So, yeah. Yeah, And again, that's where technology can help you as well, right? Automation technology can help you reduce that cost to uh, produce a loan. Hey, that's what Truve does. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, Truve is uh, simplifying is is doing doing consumer permission verifications where you know we're reducing the cost that the work number charges by like eighty percent. That's a cost that every lender can take a big bite out of right now. Yeah, and that's my sure. plug for today. <laughs> 
The work numbers, uh, they're just asking to be put out of business uh, yeah. with, with, with what they're doing to the industry. And they just don't seem to care. Um, they, they have not listened to what the industry has told them. And so, you know, new fintechs, new companies like yours have popped up and you're going to fill a massive, massive gap. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's they've created the opportunity for us at the end of the day. And I would say right. um, it's not just the, you know the work number. There's a lot of um, big monopolies out there. I would even say companies like I'm okay with saying it. Companies like FICO, you know, like companies like that are raising these companies are raising their prices. And you just look at social media. Everybody's screaming outside saying like this isn't because of any real reason that you're raising the prices, except that you can, right? Yep. And they won't forget. Like lenders will not forget, and they are looking for solutions. To go to combat this, right? And what can you do when you're just you're at the mercy of these big monopolies and they're raising prices every year by 20-30%? And you look at what uh FICO is doing to the industry and they're they're raising prices, but uh we also know around the corner is vantage and that uh FICO is going to have some competition in the mortgage space, you know, relatively soon. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these companies are, I think it's a cycle. I think a lot of them are just kind of yeah, they have these mature products. They have the, uh, you know, kind of the monopoly in the industry. And, you know, it is. it's monopoly almost. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, let's get out of that topic. Let's talk about something different. Uh, is I want to ask you a question. We talked about this before, which I thought was super interesting. Um, well, <clears throat> on a loan application, what questions outside of the loan application do you need to ask the customer? We talked about this before. Uh, I hope you can share some of that right now because I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, so um, I created a, a borrower questionnaire in essence. Um, we were saying earlier that if you ask the right questions, your customer will tell you how to uh, sell them. Yep. And the whole idea behind it was to create something where you could find out what all the triggers were, what all the hot buttons are, what's really most important to a customer, you know? So I, I think back to my days originating, um, you know, going back 20, 25 years ago, and one of the, the, the very, very first questions I would always ask somebody is, how long do you plan on being in this house or keeping this mortgage? And you've got to have that conversation. Because what I learned very early on in the industry is that, Customers know nothing to ask you about other than rate, right? They pick up the phone, what's your rate? And then they make a decision. I'm going to call the next guy or the next girl, whatever the case may be, based upon what you said. What I know is that the lowest rates always come with the highest fees. I also know there's four financial ways that a consumer can approach their mortgage. One is the lowest rate, but the other is the lowest payment. The other mm -hmm. is the lowest closing costs. And then the fourth is your lowest total cost of ownership. So when you are talking with a customer and you ask them to rank in order of importance, what is most important to them, then they have to start thinking about that. Well, do I want a lower payment or do I want a lower rate? Well, that doesn't compute, right? Well, how can my payment be lower if my rate is higher? Well, that's where things like uh, split premium or finance or single premium MIs, different things come in, into play. So if the, if the, as a consumer, if all you're doing is focused on the actual rate, you're probably making a mistake. And so what I always try to do is steer people towards what is best for them. And that ultimately is the lowest total cost of ownership. What structure out of all of these is going to save you the most money and the time that you're either going to live in this house or keep this mortgage? No, I don't. Somebody today will take an out of mortgage today, 
will tell you, well, I'm going to live in this house for 30 years. Okay, great. Let's make that assumption that that's going to happen, right? We know it's not, but let's just say you do live in it for 30 years. Yeah. The thing is, if they take out a mortgage today, I know that customer is very likely going to refinance in the next year or two, right? Yeah. So they're really only looking at keeping a mortgage for a very short amount of time. And that's why how you buy the house or how you structure your loan today makes a big difference on how your success refinancing will be. For example, if, if I'm a loan officer today, I am not recommending my customers pay discount points. Like why, why should you pay discount points that you're going to throw away the second you refinance this loan, you know, a couple of months, three months, a year, two years down the road. Temporary buy-downs are a little bit of a different ballgame because with a temporary buy-down, if that loan refinances or pays off during the temporary buy-down period, it's a principal reduction. So the customer gets the benefit of that money. They don't get that with points. So being able to have the conversations around this, and then what I like to tell my people is say, let's give them four options. If, if you're my customer, Rich, and I say to you, how, how about this? How about if I give you four different options? I show you the lowest rate, I show you the lowest payment, I show you the lowest closing costs, and I show you the lowest total cost of ownership. Hey, would that be okay with you? Who's going to say no to that? Right? No, nobody. Nobody's and then, gonna say and, and you're going to teach them too. They're going to learn something by talking to you. Where and, most and when you give options, when, when, when I just say, you know, here's here's my option for you, you've got an option to say yes or an option to say no. If I say here's four different options, let's walk through these. Let's talk through these. Um, you're educating the customer, and at the end of the day, do you care which of the four options the customer chooses? No. You just want to know that they are able to make an educated decision based on what they think is best for them. So even if the numbers say, hey, this is what you should do, and they choose not to do it, that's on them. That's not on you. That's not my responsibility. You educated them. So laying it all out like that is just so, so very important. Yeah, I, I love that. I think most, uh, that's advice at the end of the day. And I think most loan officers are not capable of giving real advice. I think most of them look at uh, it's a commodity and most people are selling conventional VA, you know, they're just all the different loan options and every yep. single lender can offer the same thing with the same rates. But it is different when you talk to a customer about their goals because everybody's goals are different and it's very rare someone's going to live in a home for 30 years, right? Oh, that's exactly right. And you, what you just said, you're exactly right. Mortgages are commodities. You can get a mortgage anywhere, right? You can. You can go to your bank. You can you, I mean, get online. You can find a mortgage anywhere. What you can't get anywhere is me. Or you. Yep. Yep. And that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, a good loan officer, a good loan officer makes such a big difference in the transaction for the borrower's confidence in, in terms of like why they're going through it. We were talking uh, on the pre-show, we were talking about a good loan officer communicates at the right time and is providing so much value that the customer understands like why they're doing some of these things, some of these things like, you know, fulfilling a, a loan application and getting W-2s and logging into your payroll provider through uh, through Truth. There's you got to have a reason to do that. This person has to be very bought into it. And if the right. loan officer is good, they're going to, you know, their, their borrowers are going to have much higher conversion rates because they've communicated why the borrower is doing it at every single step, why it's in their interest. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's, you must see it across even just your technologies in terms of the Absolutely. Uh, you're getting out good loan officers versus bad officers, bad loan officers. Yep. You know? Absolutely. I love it. Well, um, uh, I'd like you to just give some like high level advice and takeaways that you've got for folks right now, especially, you know, you speak a lot to the sales team. So if you've got sales teams, sales leaders that are listening, 
you know, these are your people. Like, what what advice do you have for them right now? Well, uh, the the biggest advice, number one, is uh, honesty and transparency. Um, don't hide or or be afraid of what the you know the market does. What the market does, we just have to live in it, right? Um, we don't have uh, none of us can go out there and snap our fingers and go someplace different and make make a change. Um, the grass is not greener somewhere else. Um, it's just the market is what it is. Um, so the one thing is to be honest and, and ensure that your people truly understand that. The second thing is, again, preach foundational sales practices. Um, you, you have just got to do the basics and do them really, really well. The relationship building, all of those sorts of things, that, that is absolutely going to be the key to your success. Be a student of the industry. Um, read, learn, um, you know, even like things like Rob Christman's newsletter that, you know, most people in the industry read each day to know what's going on out there and everything's mortgage news daily is just a tremendous website to be able to go get all kinds of information about what's happening in the, not just in the mortgage world, as far as rates and prices, but in the industry as a whole, what the challenges are, what are the things we're working on? You know, we've got this uh, MBA is very, very hard uh, working on um, the the trigger lead bills that have been uh, put forward. So, you know, anything you can do to educate yourself and be able to have a conversation with a customer that's different than what another loan officer is likely to have, because most loan officers, let's be honest, most loan officers are voices on the other end of a phone. That's what they are. And you've got to make sure that you are not the voice on the other end of the phone or the keyboard. Yeah. I mean, you're not a, you're not a digital commodity at the end of the day. Yep. Right. Exactly. Bruce, um, that was awesome. I love talking to you. I'm going to be having you on the the show regularly just because uh, I love having sales leaders on the show because they give the different perspective that I'm looking forward to attract that audience. I think a lot of people love listening to you and listening to a leader and learning from a leader. So Thank you for joining us today, Bruce. I really appreciate you, man. You bet. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Seeking the Truve. You can keep up with the latest on our podcast at truve.com slash podcast or wherever you get your pods. We'll see you next time.